What's up, guys? Zach Labasso here, back again with Big Three Sports. I'm here with Addison Howard and Corey Dia. Hello, hello. Yo. And this week we are we have a pretty busy show this uh, for this episode. We got week two recap for the NFL. We got some Josh Gordon news along with some power rankings for the prior week of NFL action. Then we go into the Canelo Triple G fight. And finish things off with our Thursday night predictions and possible storylines coming from that game. So to start off, we got week two recap. Let's start with the Chiefs and the Steelers. Addison, would you like to go first? Uh, yeah, I would. Um, so I picked the Chiefs to win. Uh, Corey was 100% right about it being a shootout. It was. Um, Mahomes is special. That's my boy. I hate that he's a chief, but, you know, he's great. Uh, He's really spreading the ball around, too, because Tyreek Hill had a good game. You know, Kareem Hunt had a better game than he had week one. Travis Kelsey snapped. Sammy Watkins looked like, you know, a top five pick in the draft finals (laughs) in his career. So, like, I mean, if he keeps putting up points, I mean, their defense is really pedestrian, but if he keeps putting up points, then, you know, I I think they might be a scary Corey. Um, going into this game, like you said, I knew it was going to be a shootout, and I'm 100% riding the Mahomes show wave. He is, like you said, he is special. He's a great quarterback. Um, he's got a he's got a bright future for him in, in Kansas City. And on the other side with Pittsburgh, we're seeing it again. They're o one and one now. You know they still don't have Le'Veon, and I think it's really starting to show now. They just lost at home to Kansas City. Um, they're really lis- missing Shazier on the defense too. I think that's pretty apparent. But good, good showing by Kansas City, definitely. Yeah, and they're both defenses, like you guys said, are very weak, and it's just it it's crazy to me how like as a rookie he has uh, Mahomes has so much confidence just chucking the ball down the field, and he has no picks, he doesn't throw an interception yet. Yeah. He's got that's what surprised yeah me because he does without regard just throw the ball down the field. Yeah, he looks and, like he honestly looks like a young Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, oh, Fitzpatrick! Oh, wow. oh, baby, we'll get to him a little later. But that the offense of the Chiefs is it might be the best. I, I actually I would say it's the best offensive unit in the NFL right now. They have we, the deep, they yeah. have the deep threat in Tyreek Hill. They got the beast in Travis Kelsey. You have the running back who can run and pass catch in Kareem Hunt, and then Sammy Watkins can have a game here or there. And I think they'll do very well this season. I just think they're going to have to outscore teams because their defense is very suspect. Now, Eric Berry's coming back, uh, should be back in a week or two from what I heard. But even him, he's, I mean, he's one guy, he can't fix everything. Yeah. And I think every game they're going to be in when they come up against a high-powered offense is going to be a shootout because their defense isn't capable of stopping really anything at this point. I mean, the Steelers have a good offense, but, I mean, we'll have to see next week when they play um, 49ers who don't have the best offense. We'll see how many points they give up to them as well. Uh, but the Chiefs are Chiefs are up there for me this uh, after last week. Definitely. I'm, I'm also riding the Mahomes show. Uh, next up, we got Dolphins and Jets. The Dolphins, oh, at, the God. Dolphins at two and zero. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. The team that Corey and I said might be the worst team in the NFL this year nope. are two and zero. I mean, I the Jets did not look good. Yeah, the Jets did not look good at all. At all. I mean, they, they looked good in Week One, but Week Two they were really just flat. Honestly. Yeah, their only highlight was really Bilal Powell and. Not even in the running game, in the passing game. Um, but I mean, the Dolphins—they—I mean—they don't look bad. As, <laughs> like I hate to say it, they don't look bad. They look—I mean—they don't look good, but yeah. they're not as bad as we all thought they were going to be. <laughs> I mean, I don't think—I still don't think they're very good. They're definitely on the the very very bottom of the league. Yeah. Um, but the first two games, I, they just found a way to win both those games. I, yeah. I mean, they had they played Tennessee and the Jets, so it's not like they're playing high-powered NFL teams. 
but they're 2-0, and you know. So Yeah, yeah. Addy, what do you think? I have no faith in the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, not at all. As far as I'm concerned, it's a complete fluke. Yeah. I have no faith in anything they have going on. Ryan Tannenhill is a bum. Uh, they have no receivers. They have no offensive line. The defense is actually not bad, so I'll give that credit. But I, I really have no faith in anything the Dolphins are doing. Like, I'm just not even riding their wave at all. <laughs> yeah, no. And yeah, I mean, like Corey said, they haven't played anyone that great next week. They got the Raiders. They got Addy's Raiders next week, so we'll see how that goes. God bless us. Um, it should be an interesting one for the Dolphins. They might come back down to earth. Yeah, that'll be the, that'll be a first true test for them. Yeah. Next. <laughs> Next up, we got Corey's Philadelphia Eagles against Ryan Fitzmagic oh, and the Red Hot Buccaneers. Oh my God! I think Red Hot is an understatement. Corey, let's start. Let's start with you. Um, this game was hard to watch. <laughs> I mean, we did. We looked bad. Yeah. Straight up, we looked bad. And I think that it was literally just like Tampa Bay was just riding that week one, and they just kept it. They just kept it going, and they just punched us right in the mouth, and we just couldn't take it. And yeah. it was as simple as that. Yeah, I was watching Red Zone, and after the Deshaun Jackson sixty-eight yard touchdown or whatever it was, uh, I didn't see the game again until like the end of the second quarter. Like there was nothing going yeah, on in the it first was, yeah. half. And then, you know, Buccaneers scored some more points and the Eagles started mounting a comeback towards the end, but yeah, it was too little too late. Yeah, and... I'm I'm not too worried. I mean, we have Wentz coming back next week. Yeah. We're you know, we're one and one now. So, it's only week 3, but I'm excited to see uh Fitzmagic keep balling out cuz right now he after that interview, he's my favorite player in the NFL right now. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Uh, he looked, <laughs> it was just so funny seeing him taking to Sean Jackson stuff. And like, you know, like that just shows how good the locker room must be. Yeah. They're having fun. Yeah. You can tell they're just enjoying. And I feel like that's so like people underestimate how important having fun while playing sports is like, you can be the best. Like, I feel like I would much rather last year have played for the Eagles and played for the Patriots and made it to the Super Bowl with both teams. Like, I feel like as the Eagles last year, they just enjoyed themselves so much more was the Patriots. I feel like never have any fun ever. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they don't have fun. No fun yeah. allowed there. Addy, what did you take away from this game? Almost the exact same thing from the Dolphins game. I have no faith in Tampa Bay. I am so happy for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm happy he's playing well. It will not last. The Eagles will be just fine. They get Carson Wentz back. I mean... I just think that he's just playing the football of his life right now. I mean, do you, Ryan Fitzpatrick has too large of a like of a sample size for me to be like, wow, he's such a great player. Like, this will this will end sooner. No, do you think when Winston comes back, they put Winston in, or do you think they not a chance? Thing? Not a chance. There's no, no way I in hell they gotta keep in Ryan Fitzpatrick because like they're winning. Yeah, they're yeah. Until Ryan so Fitzpatrick crazy. loses a game, there's no way he's losing his job. Because at this point, honestly, in Ryan Fitzpatrick's career, I could probably say that he's a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. Yeah, just he could have played the first two. It could have been his rookie season this year. He could have played those first two games. I would say he's better than Jameis Winston. Yeah, because J- Jameis Winston, I just don't have any faith in as like, I like like Addy said a couple shows ago. Like he shows that he can be good sometimes. It's just he's very inconsistent. Yeah. Big fat. All right, now on to the Browns and the Saints, one of our most talked about matchups of the week last week. Saints did not look good again. Michael Thomas looked fantastic, though, as he always does. Pretty usual. But they stuck out and got the win this week. And the Browns, I'd say they, once again, they looked they looked decent. And, I mean, yeah. Tyrod looked eh, but... Um, we'll talk about it later with the Thursday night matchup, but they're going to, they're going to get this first win sooner rather than later. I, I, I think. think so too. And uh-huh. it just shows to me how much they've improved that they can hang despite the saints, not playing their best. It's still the saints. Like they still have 
one of the most high-powered offenses in the league. And for the Browns to compete with that over the course of four quarters, I think was is really impressive and is a testament to what they're doing in that organization and how much they've improved. Yeah, yeah. the first two weeks for them is definitely a step forward for them. Um, they're definitely, like you said, they're definitely showing that they can play because obviously nobody coming from last year thought they could play. They went on 16. Obviously they can't play at all. Um, but now they're oh one and one, the same as the Steelers. And honestly, they might look better than the Steelers uh, to be honest with you. I think they do. <laughs> I think <laughs> defensively, 100% offensively, oh, offensively. Easily, easily. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about yeah. offensively. You still yeah. got AB James Conner looks good. Yeah. They're not better on offense. defensively. They, they're, they're, they're a team to be reckoned with, man. Yeah. Uh, do you want to add anything, or should we go to the next matchup? Um, I just want to say I was disappointed that the Browns once again beat themselves at the end of the game. That's that's really yeah. all. I kickers, say. man. Yeah. Kickers. New kicker. Kickers. Telling you, kickers. Telling you guys, once I get healthy, I might go trial for some NFL teams. That's great, you should. Because kickers win and lose games. It happens. Yeah. And the, so far this season, for a lot of teams, they've been losing a lot. They've lost of games. a lot of games. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, All right, go. next up we got Colts and Redskins. I like what I'm seeing from the Colts. Now, I now like, I understand, like, the Redskins The Redskins flashed in week one against a very, very poor Arizona Cardinals team. But I still think the Redskins are a solid team. And I think the Colts, I mean, Andrew Luck looked very good. T.Y. Hilton had a game. Even running the ball, they looked they they looked decent, and defensively they held the Redskins to nine points, which is pretty good. And I think that moving forward, they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna compete for the Jag with the Jags for that top spot in the AFC South, but they might they might be able to pull out a wild card because the AFC is looking pretty weak right now. Definitely so weak. Yeah, I like what they got going on too. I think not that. I'm, this is like about three years too early for this comparison, but I, we might be seeing the next kind of Peyton Manning, uh, Reggie Wayne kind of thing going Ooh. on here with with <laughs> Luck and T, and uh, T Y. But I mean, like I said, it's too early to say that. But that they're one of the most, if not exciting, quarterback wide receiver duos in the league. Uh, I don't know about that. One of they're up, they're up they're there. they're up there. I think Andrew Luck is. I think Andrew Luck is back. Like, I think he's playing yeah. well. I don't – Yeah. Peyton Manning, I don't know. I don't know, Core. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Trust me. And Reggie Wayne with T.Y. Like, T.Y.'s good, but – Reggie Wayne. Reg... No, I think T.Y. might be up there with Reggie Wayne. Uh, I just think – I think T.Y. and Reggie Wayne is much closer. Than yeah, no. Nah. It is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to give it some time. I like T.Y. And I like T.Y. a lot next week against that Eagles bank uh, – not so good secondary, but save that for the we'll save that for the Friday show. Ooh. Next up, we got the what everyone is saying is the dark horse of the AFC against the basement of the AFC, the Chargers and Bills. I don't really consider the Chargers a dark horse. Their their team's loaded. Melvin Gordon, even if he's not running the ball, he's a stud. Keenan Allen. Stud. Mike Williams, problem. Phillip Rivers, very good. And their defense, their defense is so good. And, I mean, the Bills put 20 up on them, but I don't know. I don't. The, yeah. When the Bills are playing, there's really not much to talk about, except for this week, because my man Vontae Davis retired at halftime. <laughs> let, me, let me get on this. Let me get on this. Oh, let me get on all this. right, all right, Addy, go ahead. So, Vontae Davis. <laughs> Cut by the Indianapolis Colts, signs a one-year, five million dollar deal. Could not make it two weeks. You could not make it two weeks. He doesn't realize what he says, like what that says to his teammates. He says that I rather sit at home and not make money than play with you guys. <laughs> that's that's basically what I took from it. I rather sit at home and not be a millionaire anymore because <laughs> that money is is going to be gone. It's not like Vontae Davis was. Making like you know what I'm saying, ultra ultra bank. Like he was good in his prime, but he's not like he was. Well, I mean, I saw this morning he over his career. I think they said he made fifty four million. 
So oh, yeah. what do you think he has fine. right now? He'll be just fine. 15? I'd say 15 to 20. I mean, it's probably one of the most disrespectful things I think I've ever seen in any sport. To leave, you just leave at halftime. You don't say anything to your teammates. You just put your street clothes on and leave. You didn't shower. You didn't say goodbye to anybody. You didn't could you imagine Could you imagine driving down the streets of Buffalo and just seeing Vontae Davis walking around and be like, Wait, the game's on. What's going on? <laughs> you just in the middle of the game, call his wife. Hey, hey you know, uh, it's time to go. Oh, we, you in the middle of the game? No, we leave. It. No, we leave it. <laughs> yeah, and it's su- <laughs> that's what you. Know, what's man. really sucky for him too for doing that is like, I feel like no network's gonna sign him. He's just got such a bad rap now that like, oh, it's yeah. over. So like, he's never making money again. Oh yeah, oh that's over. Which sucks, but like, I. Like, I couldn't imagine – I feel like if he can't go anywhere anymore. If he sees an NFL player, they might be throwing hands. Yeah, it would 100% have to be an altercation if he saw any NFL player, whether they're on the Bills or not. Just the fact it's that it's so like – It's so disrespectful. All NFL players it is. It is. It, it's embarrassing. And, and, it, like. and the funny thing is, is he got benched. So he would have had to just walk out there and sit in the sideline for a second half. He didn't even have to play. He didn't even have to play the second half. And he would it, it just blew it just blew my mind. It's, honestly, that. it's embarrassing. I think it's embarrassing for him. It's embarrassing for Buffalo. It's embarrassing for the whole league. This, yeah. this cannot happen. A grown man cannot <laughs> just retire from his team and just leave his teammates out there to dry in the middle of a in the middle game. Of the game. It's a different story once the game ends and maybe you go see maybe the GM and say and express your frustrations. But if you're just I mean, we don't know what was going on there. We don't know what happened. Um, He might have been expressing frustrations to the front office and just not seeing any of that being fixed. I don't know. But come on, man. Yeah, you can do better than that. He didn't have time to talk to his teammates, but he had time to go on Instagram. Yeah, I don't don't know about all that. All right, next up we have the very interesting matchup of the Vikings and Packers, 29-29. Second tie of the year in two weeks. I mean... Aaron Rodgers got cheated. The ref, yep. The refs refs blew that game. Now, the Vikings offense, once again, looked very high-powered and very good. Stephon Diggs is looking very good. And Thielen, you know, does what he does. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers did his thing. They were up early. They kept that lead until the very end, until the refs blew that. I have a question okay. for y'all. Do you guys think that Kirk Cousins lived up to his contract? Not yet. No. I, I agree with y'all. I, I think agree. not yet, but it's only been two weeks. They literally gave him that contract to beat Aaron Rodgers. And they end up tying him. And Aaron Rodgers wasn't even 100%. <laughs> yeah, I think that is – I think this game is definitely just goes to show that Kirk is is not as good as Rodgers, obviously. Everybody knows that. But, I mean, he's getting paid. Like, he's as good as him. Kirk's not even in that elite company with, like, Rodgers, Brady, Breeze. Like, he's one or maybe even two. He's probably one tier below that. But, like, the drop-off from that tier to the next tier is, is pretty big, in my opinion. Yeah. It's like it, the elite tier of quarterbacks are just – irreplaceable, like, franchise quarterbacks, like, they will just continuously put up numbers no matter what. I think Kirk is not like that. Yeah. I think, and, like, we'll see how this year goes once Wentz comes back. But, like, I could see Wentz being in that category. Not, like, of course not as good yet as, as like, Breeze and Brady and Rodgers. Yeah. But, like, in that tier. Yeah, I think he definitely could be, too. Whereas, like, Kirk, no – and, like, I think the tier below would be, like, Kirk Cousins, Phillip Rivers, Cam. Big Ben. Big Ben. Yeah. Like, people like that. But, like, he's just – he's so good. He's the best. He's the best. And I'd love to hear what Addy has to say because he loves him so much. Um. Well, you know, I don't think Aaron played well. I don't think Aaron played well. And, you know, I think he shouldn't have played. Like, I'm happy that they tied because, like, without him, they probably would have lost. Definitely. Like, 45. Yeah. But I don't know if he should have played. I don't think he played that well. Um, I think he was forcing too much. I think he I think he was trying to, you know, 
force his, impose his will on the game a little too much instead of letting it come to him, which is more mm-hmm. natural. But, you know, I mean, the Packers should have yeah, won. They like, should have. Clay Matthews, I thought that was the, a clear, yeah. like, that was a clean tackle. I mean, what, what can he was do? in the air I mean, as he was throwing, like, the ball was still in his hand while Clay Matthews dove at him. Yeah. So, like, I don't see how they could, yeah. I don't know. That, that, that <laughs> I don't know what we can do about it. No. No, it's it's just something the NFL is going to have shame. to look at and it's a shame, fix because it's really killing games and the refs are having a little too much control over the outcome for my liking. All right, now we got the NFC South matchup. Falcons-Panthers it was an interesting game. Cam got absolutely rocked. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got up like Cam does, though. And I was honestly surprised the Falcons won this game. I really thought the Panthers were going to – the because I thought the Panthers' defense was going to be able to shut down what the Falcons were doing. And I thought the Panthers' offense with the read option and Christian McCaffrey – I mean, Christian McCaffrey balled out, don't get me wrong. But I just thought that – I really thought the Panthers were going to take this game. And the Falcons surprised me, especially after their – very poor week one performance. Yep. I didn't think they were going to win, but here we are. Yep. I mean, it, Atlanta continues to kind of struggle a little bit. Um, they don't look great as they were, as they looked um, like two years ago. They're still having troubles finding the end zone at times. Um, mm-hmm. Julio is still yet to find the end zone. Um, and he definitely did not look as good as he did in week one. He only had five receptions. Yeah. Um, but on the other on the other hand, uh, Carolina didn't look that bad. No, and you know what's great? I love how Tevin Coleman can just come into that role and absolutely dominate games as a number one running back when Devonta Freeman goes out. I honestly feel like that situation is going to end up being like what him. happened with McKinnon in uh, Minnesota, and Tevin Coleman is going to go somewhere and get paid big money to be a number one running back. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if I saw him in Indianapolis next year. Indy, you could see him. I mean, maybe even Green Bay. Hmm. Yeah, I could see him going to Green Bay. I mean, he already has the passing yeah. skills, so well, why not? I mean, if Aaron Jones doesn't Unless they out, trade for Le'Veon, which a lot of people are saying they might do with those two first-round picks. I predicted that as well. For fantasy terms, I'd really hope that happens. That would give me three <laughs> number one running backs. That would be pretty nice. Zeke, Lev Bell, and James Conner. I would enjoy that very much. But, um, um, yeah, I actually disagree with y'all. I'm not surprised the Falcons won. Uh, I'm going to reiterate they are my Super Bowl pick. They, I think they will win the Super Bowl. Um, I liked what I saw from Matt Ryan. Um, had a little bit of a bounce-back game. He showed me some heart. Had a couple rushing touchdowns, a couple throwing touchdowns. Um, I like that in the red zone. He didn't force the ball. To yeah. yeah, that was that was the main difference. The slot play, he got the ball to Calvin Ridley, and I really like that because Julio draws so much attention. Why not look for somebody else? You know what I'm saying? One time in your life. <laughs> so you know, I, I liked what I saw. Yeah. And mind you, the defense is really hurt right now. No Deion Jones, no Keanu Neal. Those are two big hits for that Atlanta Falcons yeah. defense, and I really liked what I saw. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Texans and Titans. The Texans continue to disappoint. Oh, my God. The Texans continue to disappoint. And the Titans' offense without Mariota looked decent. They were passing the ball. Yeah. Tywan Taylor, the rookie, looked good. Scored that touchdown. I mean, Corey Davis had a kind of quiet game. But, I mean, he did okay. And, like, I don't know. I just... I don't know what's wrong with the Texans, man. They're just they're not they're not that exciting team that we watched last year. Yep. Like yeah, I don't know. It's it, I think they caught people by surprise. Yeah. I I think they caught people by surprise last year and now, you know, it's no surprise. Maybe maybe that's what what's going on with Mahomes right now. I mean, there's really no film on him except for, you know, these last two weeks, I'm not really going to count that game versus the Broncos. He had no starters. So, uh, I mean, maybe that's going on with Mahomes. But, yeah, the Texans are disappointing me right now. 
They really are. I think yeah. one, one good thing that they could take away from this game is that my man Will Fuller was a monster. Oh, Dude, my Will, God. <laughs> Will Fuller, man. And it's so funny because last year, I'm pretty sure, like, when he came back, if he had played all 16 games, he was on pace to score, like, 32 touchdowns because he was averaging, like, two touchdowns a game for, like, six weeks or something like that. Maybe it was four, but – and, like, he looked like that guy from last year. And he – I mean, he's, like, their version of Tyree Kill, just not as good. Yeah. I mean, he, he put up a lot of numbers. Um, I mean, the good thing for him is he, they obviously have Hopkins to take away from a lot of attention. And he has kind of shown this week that he can be that, that number two that can yeah. continuously and at will, like, just get open. Yeah. And that's what he and, did. I'm just – I mean, I'm just worried that, like, it could be a false sense of hope because, like, the Titans' defense is not very good. Yeah. So, right. like, I've, that eight for 113 and a touchdown might be an anomaly just because, I mean, he's going to have to play the Jaguars twice. Yeah. He's not – like – God bless him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. it's just – I don't know. And, but, and, even, and even if teams have good film on Watson now, their defense just isn't, like – their, their pass rush isn't there that we expected. Yep, definitely. It's just not there. And it's so strange to me. And I, I mean, hopefully next week they can get things right. They got um, – who do they got next week? They got the Giants. So, I mean, it is a good matchup for them, hopefully to get back on track, especially with the Giants. Absolutely abysmal offensive <laughs> line. Um, so, hopefully for – the Texans' sake, they can get back on track next week because the AFC South is looking good. They're going to need to get some wins in order to stay competitive. Next, we got a game that um, I don't even really want to talk about because of how bad I feel for David Johnson. <laughs> but the Rams absolutely eviscerated the Cardinals this week, 34-0. It was probably one of the – I mean, Sam Bradford had 90 yards passing. He's got to go. He has got to go. He had 90 yards passing. I got it. That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. I think I got to see Rosen next week. I think I I could have passed for more than 90 yards. Easily. All he has to do is pass. He could pass it to David Johnson every single down. David Johnson had one reception. over like like 200 yards. Yeah, David Johnson had one reception. For yeah, three yards, that can't happen. And it was, it was honestly, it's probably been his worst fantasy week when he's healthy over the past two and a half years. Yeah, it, uh, there's no way he can go through a game with only one reception. I he, I just, I think he, if it wasn't for Fitzgerald, he would be the best receiver on the team. And oh, 100 percent. He's easily number two. Um, even Fitzgerald, yeah. Fitzgerald only had three receptions. Yeah, 28 yards. I mean, he did get hurt though. Yeah. That is not he did acceptable. get hurt, though. Um, but, yeah. And once again, I'm going to just say it, the Rams look freaking good, man. Yeah. In my opinion, I think the Rams are looking like the They're best team so in the league. Right they now. are looking like that, it yeah. It is just ridiculous. They are just stomping people. And Gurley looks like Gurley last year. And he's just – I don't know, man. They're looking. Yeah. They're looking good. And that defense, they're just. Yeah, I can't talk about enough over. about that defense. And I, I, I mean, it was really good to see. I thought I thought their offense looked great. I mean, yeah. Gurley obviously is great, but it was good to see um, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup kind of just they kind of like split the kind of like number one role in a way. They're none of them are like standout. All, yeah, than yeah, the no, hundred percent. They're kind of just like three just really good receivers, and it, it works for them, and it's fun to watch because you just see a new receiver getting the ball every play. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got another uh, matchup out west. It was uh, the 49ers against the Lions. And um, the 49ers look good. The Lions look better. But then, I mean, better than last week, not better yeah. than the 49ers. Um, Matt Stafford had a good stat line. He was 347 for three, 34 53 passing. It's not bad. Carry on Johnson looked better than he did in week one. And I mean, 
in my opinion, like, I think the Lions are a good football team. Unfortunately, they're probably going to start off 0-3. They play the Patriots on Monday night this week. But I think that week one thing was a very fluky performance. And I think now, after that game against the 49ers, I mean, they lost, but the 49ers aren't a bad football team. Matt Breida looked fantastic. Their defense looked good. And I think the Lions should take away from this, like, we're not garbage like our week one performance showed. Yeah. And honestly, like, I, when, when Matt Stafford got the ball back with, like, a minute and whatever left in the in the fourth quarter, I th- honestly thought he was going to drive them down and at least get the tie. But, I mean, it didn't happen. But, I mean, I think they should they have good takeaways to take from that game. Yeah, they, I think they look pretty good. I think Stafford is back to his old form. Um, the receivers played well. Uh, Theoretic was pretty good at coming out of the backfield on the pass game. Their rushing game is just atrocious, so that obviously doesn't help. Yeah, but I'm just waiting for them to like just let Carryon Johnson run the ball a lot because I think is like he's clearly the best running back they have. He, yeah, he's the he's the best running running back they have. Yeah, and I mean, and even though like he might be a better pass catcher, he's a very like yeah. I was gonna say he's a very good pass catcher, and like. I think he could be that three down back that they're looking for. They're just not giving him the chance. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's a mistake, but I mean, hopefully against the Patriots, maybe they let him run more if they can keep the game close, which I don't know how that defense is going to hold up against the Pats offense. I think Gronk's going to come back next now. I think Gronk's going to come back. Oh yeah, I know. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but I think Gronk's going to come back next week with a vengeance after being completely shut down in, the matchup with the Jags, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes. But next up, we got the Raiders and the Broncos, and I'm going to leave this one just to Addy. I don't ever want to. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, I had a lot of positive takeaways from that game. I mean, it sucks, you know, to be a fan of a team and, you know, lose at the very end like we did. But, you know, the defense actually plays real hard. And, like, that's something I have not seen Uh. And I've been a Raiders fan since 2011. I have not seen that. Like, the defense playing hard until these first two games. The offense looks, you know, better. You know, Derek yeah, had some attack Amar- game. Went, like, 29 yeah, yeah. for 32. Amari had a yeah. fantastic game. So, you know, there's a lot of positives to take away from. And, you know, it sucks because, like, at the end of the day, like, the pass rush is a clear, clear issue for the Raiders. And it's something that didn't have to be an issue. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, Khalil is gone. And, you know, other players have to step up if we want to be yeah. successful. But, you know, there's a lot of good takeaways to take from it. But kudos to the Broncos because, you know. They Especially got- Philip Lindsay, man. Yeah, he just yeah. Everyone thought Royce Freeman was going to be that guy. But, nah, the local kid Philip Lindsay is looking like the second coming of, like, Darren Sproles, man. <laughs> He's looking fantastic. I thought you were about to say Jesus. No, no, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. All right, next up, we got my Super Bowl pick, the Jags, against the Patriots. God damn. Why is Blake? The Jags are good. The Jags are good. I love watching. They're honestly, I would say, my favorite team to watch. And it's not even because of their offense. I love watching them play defense. Yeah. And... Jalen Ramsey and that defense backed up what Jalen Ramsey was saying all week. Gronk ain't going to do anything. What was he? Three for 15 yards? Was his stat line? Two for 15. Two for 15. You shut down one of maybe possibly the most dominant player in the NFL outside of a quarterback. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know how the Patriots put up 20 points. Uh, like all offensively, they just really did not look that good to me. Yeah, um, I mean, they're, they're both, running... their t- yeah. both their touchdowns were laid on too. Like they weren't, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. weren't in like a time where like they were close to getting back in the game. Like, mm-hmm. nah, it was like twenty-four to three, yep. and then they scored a touchdown and then another touchdown. And I mean, it was very late on though because they yeah. scored the one. They scored seventeen points in the last two quarters, but three in the first two. So, like, but the Jags, man, I love what they're doing down there. Blake Bortles look good, too. I like it. 
So I'm liking the Jags. What do you think, Addy? Um, I'm not surprised, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars won this game. Um, I think their defense is like a generational defense. I heard Max Kellerman say that today. I completely agree. They remind me of literally the Seahawks defense, but faster with two elite corners, not just one. And a better defensive line. Like it's crazy. And you know, Blake Bortles really doesn't have to do too much. And with him playing like he Yeah, like if he yeah, like if he plays like that, that, he like he could play he wow. could play at half that and they'd still win games. But if he plays like he played last game every week, the Jags are gonna be an issue. They're gonna be tough to beat. And like the receiver that one catch, Keelan Cole. Yeah, that was one of the best catches I've ever seen in my life. That was absolutely unbelievable. Nice. Because, like, he, his hand was on top of the ball. It wasn't like Odell where it was underneath. No, his hand was on top of the ball. That was – blew my mind. <laughs> and all three receivers had great games. Moncrief, DD, and Keelan Cole all had great games. They went for – Keelan Cole went for seven for 116 and a touchdown. DD went for four for 83 and a touchdown. I mean, Moncrief was four for 34, but he also scored a touchdown. So, like, Blake Bortles spreading the ball around, man. Yeah, not to mention, not to mention, they didn't even have Fournette. They had no Leonard Fournette. They had no rushing game. Um, oh, I'm loving the Jags, man. I'm loving I'm them, lo- so honestly. I'm loving the Jags. Dang. All right, now we get to go talk about my Cowboys. I'll let you guys talk first for this one. I'll let you guys go first. Oh, this is just an ugly game. This is just, honestly, I thought this game was just ugly. Uh, the Giants look just awful. They're so bad. They're, they're so bad. They're not good at all. And I, I think Dallas, Dallas didn't look that bad, but they got work to do. I mean, yeah, they're playing the Giants, so like you yeah. can't really judge. Yeah. Addy, you got anything from the game? I just, I mean, in the beginning of the season, I really liked the Cowboys, but I felt like I was watching two mediocre teams play mediocre football. Yeah. Yeah. It was another game. I mean, I thought that I saw more from the Cowboys. This, I mean, granted, they're playing a much lesser defense, but I think that read option with Deke, with uh, Zeke and Dak, I, like, that's what, that's what Cam and Christian McCaffrey were doing all game against them. I think that's what the – that's the offense the Cowboys need to run because yeah, it's so effective because, I mean, Dak's what, like 6'4", 240, something like that, and he's fast. Like, he can run like Cam runs. And, I mean, Zeke's one of the best running backs in the game. So, like, and I, I mean, the passing game looked better, but, I mean, they're playing the defense. I just think that, I mean, I'm I'm still very devastated the Cowboys did not get Josh Gordon. I think that would <laughs> if the Cowboys yeah. had gotten Josh Gordon, I think their their stock for Super Bowl contention would have risen a lot because then they would have had that deep threat. Like, okay, yeah, Tavon Austin scores a 64 yard touchdown, big deal. Like, it's not happening every game. They don't have that. I mean, they brought Bryce Butler back, who can be that deep threat, but he's not going to be a number one guy. So I still don't know who's going right. to emerge as that number one. Like Michael Gallup, I thought, played a lot better. They still have Deontay Thompson in there. I don't know what's going on. Deontay Like, Thompson. I mean, he caught passes, but, like, I don't – no, I'm not a fan. The one thing that I think the Cowboys have going for them that they haven't had going for them in a very long time is that defense. Their defensive line, like Demarcus Lawrence, Taco – and then they still don't. They don't even have David Irving or Randy Gregory. They're not back yet. So like, their pass rush could be up there. And I think we'll have to see them. I mean, I wouldn't even say Seattle's a test next week because Seattle. We'll talk about them in a sec. Seattle looked terrible. But like when the Cowboys, even against the Lions, like the Lions, we'll see how they do week four against the Lions defensively because that'll be a. I think that'll be a shootout of a game, but I like their defense a lot. I think that's one of their high points going into the rest of the season. And finally, for week two, we got the Chicago Bears and the Seahawks from Monday Night Football. Great game. 
It was. It was a very enjoyable game to watch. And Khalil Mack continues to do Khalil Mack type things. (laughs) He he continues to just be a nuisance everywhere he goes. Another strip sack this week, and he's 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 an animal. He's living up to every penny that they're paying them. Sorry, Addison. Cool, but. Other than that, I thought Mitchell Trubisky looked all right again. Yeah. He didn't look that bad. He threw two picks, which is obviously not good. But Jordan Howard looked pretty good. Jordan Howard looked pretty good. Yeah. Their offense didn't look bad. Yeah. Trey Burton had himself a game. And the Seahawks, once again, looked terrible. Yeah. Yeah, they're not good. I, I think they got a couple things going for them. I feel bad for but, Russell Wilson because I feel like he's the only thing they have going for him. He should demand a release. <laughs> because they don't deserve compensation for him, so that like a trade is too much. So he should demand a release. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, I mean, Tyler Lockett looked okay last night, but like without Doug Baldwin, like they don't have that guy, that possession number one guy who can stretch the field and be a safety blanket if they need him to be. Yeah, I don't know. Seahawks are a question mark for me right now. Trend trending towards down. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. All right. Now we got our power rankings for this past week. Addy, would you like to go first? I'll go first. So, uh, starting at number five, I got the New England Patriots. Um, and their defense looks abysmal. There's no denying that. But, you know, they still have Tom Brady, they still have Bill Belichick. You just can't keep them out the top five. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they always are going to have a chance to win if those two are are there, and they are there. So, and they just got Josh Gordon. So, you know, it's going to be exciting to see that. Yeah. Um, number four, I got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you know, they look like the most dominant defensive team in the NFL. They probably are. Um, I really like what they have going on. Um Blake Bortles, if he continues to not even play like he played on Sunday, but just play good or play decent when Fournette comes back, you can see them making a deep run into the playoffs. At number three, I got the Green Bay Packers for one reason and one reason only. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, because he's a bad somebody, and he will always remain in my top three as long as he's healthy and as long as he can throw football. Number two, I got the Atlanta Falcons. They're still my Super Bowl pick. Uh, you know, I really don't take too much of them going into Philadelphia and losing. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, it's Philadelphia. We know what they're. We know what their defense is most certainly about. And you know, I really like Atlanta this year, and I really like Tevin Coleman. I hope he's still the starter when Devonta Freeman comes. Really do. And uh, number one, I mean, I gotta go with the Los Angeles Rams. I mean. Offensively, yeah. they got it. Defensively, they got it. Special teams, they got it. They got the coach. They got the offensive coordinator, who is their head coach. They got the defensive coordinator, Wade Phillips. They got a great special teams coach. They really don't have weaknesses. And if they do, they're not <laughs> visible. <laughs> so, I, I like what the Rams are doing right now. They're my number yeah. one team for this. Corey, how about you? All right, starting at number five, I like the Minnesota Vikings. I think they look really good on both sides of the ball, and I think they got good things coming for them. Uh, number four, we got the New England Patriots, and I think the Patriots are always a solid team, as they always will be, and just with adding Josh Gordon is another weapon for Tom Brady, and that will be um, a big fallout for the rest of the league. <laughs> uh, number three, I got my Philadelphia Eagles, and I think they're, they haven't looked at, at great so far, but they still are the Eagles. They got all the talent they have. They got Wentz coming back this week, and I think with Wentz coming back, they are one of the best teams in the league. Facts. That's why I left them off my top. So we're, um, we're going to see where that goes. Number two, I got the Jags. The Jags are good. They're just good. Like we said, they're just good. They got a great defense. Their offense is looking strong, and I think they're the second-best team in the league right now. And at number one, who else could it be? But the Los Angeles Rams. I said on the show last week, the whole city of LA is going to come out and celebrate their team and how good they are in week two, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And they gave this, they gave the fans a show. Yeah, man. And- All right, for me at number five, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. 
I'm liking the offense. The defense still a little suspect for me, but I'm hoping with Eric Berry coming back, they solidify that passing defense. Because, I mean, they did well against the rush. They only held – I mean, they held James Conner 17 yards. Um, and then number four, I have the Green Bay Packers. Because, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's best quarterback ever. And he's a bad man. This is true. When he's on the field healthy, even not healthy, as we saw last week, he can keep his team in games and should have won last week. But, you know, the refs. Number three, I got the Minnesota Vikings. Offensively, they look strong. Kirk Kirk Cousins look good. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen did their thing. Defensively, they are loaded everywhere. And then number two, I also have the Jags. As Corey said, they just they're just a solid team offensively. They're not the best, but they get the job done and defensively. They the they the the reason that they are so successful is because their defense keeps their offense on the field so long. Whereas most of the time you want your offense to keep your defense off the field, their defense creates so many opportunities for their offense. It's almost impossible not to put up a decent amount of points every game. And then number one, as everyone else has, we have the L.A. Rams, the best team in football right now. Yeah. There's no debating. Yeah, it's undisputed. Yeah. They're just just nasty. Borderline unfair, really. (laughs) All right. Now to stick on the topic of football, we have Joshua Gordon. (sighs) The man, the myth, the legend. The man I wish had gone to the Dallas Cowboys didn't happen that way, even though all the beat reporters had my hopes up that they were probably the number one team that they that were looking at them. I, re- I mean, I figured it would be between them and the Patriots because Belichick, you know, loves a project. But he ended up at the Pats, and I really think that that's going to be an issue for the league. They will. I'm honestly confused. I don't get it. I don't know why they traded him. I know he had hamstring issues, but they literally gave him an MRI when he got the New England, and he's fine, and now he's clear, he's cleared to play next week. So I don't know why. If it was for that, that was just pretty dumb. Um, they said they, were gonna, they weren't going to trade him to an AFC team. I know. And they just happened to trade him to the Patriots. The, probably the – well, what The of, last team I would want him to end up on. Yeah. I mean, the only other and, team I wouldn't want him to end up on is the Packers because could you imagine if Aaron Rodgers had Josh Gordon on his team? Oh, my God. Stop oh the press. That would be a problem. I'm, I'm disappointed. I wanted the I wanted the Eagles to get him. The Eagles I, already trade. That would have been huge for them because, they, yeah, they are very depleted at the wide receiver yes, position. exactly. And that I don't understand. Like, I'm looking at this trade, and they traded him for a fifth-round pick. So, like, I don't understand how any other team can't offer anything better than a fifth-round pick. Dude, if Especially they, teams like Dallas, Philly, who need wide receivers. Who desperately need wide receivers. I don't like. I don't get it. I really don't. Addy, what do you think? Well, first off, I've, I've been reading a lot on social media that people think that Tom Brady got his next Randy Moss. I would just like for everybody to relax. Yeah, that's a little dis- that's yeah, a little disrespectful. Course. Like I understand the comparison, but they're not on the same level. Yeah, like Josh Gordon, he's super talented. He's a great guy, you know. He needs to stay off the weed, yeah. you know. I'm really rooting for him. I really really yeah. am. But please, let's not compare him to Randy Moss. Let's just <laughs> not do that. Second off, I think it's a good uh, definitely pickup. a definitely. big pickup. Definitely, I think that. I mean, if he's going to get it right anywhere, it's going to be New England because Bill Belichick has no, no type of tolerance for any type of you know drug related and anything because like I mean, clearly he just you know he benched Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl and we don't even know if he did anything. Yeah, we still don't know so, why that happened. At the end of the day, he didn't he like practice. miss a practice or something? I mean, I don't even know. I really don't. So if he missed a practice and he got benched in the Super Bowl after playing 100% of the snaps in the postseason and then playing 97% of the snaps in the regular season and then he missed one practice. Not to mention the he's the reason they won the Super Bowl the year before. Facts. 
and the year against the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, that's the year I was referring to. That's the year I was referring to. Yeah. Or whatever. Whatever year that was. I don't even know. I could lose track of Super Bowls. But, the Patriots yeah, are in yeah, so many Super Bowls, I can't even keep track of them. I know. At this point, for real. It's actually unbelievable. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a good pickup. Definitely. It's a good pickup. I agree. I'm still sad, though. Very. I really wanted him to be a Cowboy. And the Cowboys are known for things like this. They always pick up people who have problems with the law. So I just figured... <laughs> I just Literally. figured it was gonna happen. Jerry Jones loves a pro- Jerry Jones loves a headline and a problem, and money. He just loves he just loves people. Just can't stay off the weed. I mean, you got Randy <laughs> Gregory. I mean, at the end of the day, do you want Josh Gordon? Do you want two people on the team smoking before the game? You want two people on the team? Oh, where can I get? If my it's gonna win us games, I don't care what they're doing. But he's he's from Texas. That's what I'm Josh saying. Gordon, no yeah, that too. It just makes sense. It would. It just made sense for him to go to the Cowboys, and they just didn't bite on the deal. And I think it's a mistake. Now, do you think this leads to the Browns signing Des Bryant? No, I don't think so. No. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Next up, we got one of the best fights I've ever watched: Canelo versus Triple G. If you guys didn't know, we can all vouch for each other. We all picked Canelo to win this fight. Um, he was, it was, it was a very even fight. It was, it was fun to watch. Yeah, and uh, Addy and I actually talked about this earlier about who we thought won the last round. I thought Canelo won the last round. Addy thinks Triple G, and I just think the reason Canelo won the fight overall was because. I mean, Triple G told him that he wanted him to fight straight up. And that's exactly what he did. And I don't think Triple G was ready for him to actually do that. Yeah. I mean, it was a good fight. Coming up to it, obviously, um, the rematch from their last fight and it, it, this one that definitely did not disappoint. Yeah. It was fun to watch. It was great for the sport of boxing because, obviously, they need it. Um. I personally, it was such a good fight, and I think that Triple G just a big thing for me when it goes into someone winning a boxing match is how strong they finish. And yeah. Triple G really, really, really finished so strong. But I think he, I just think it was just too little, too late for him at that point. He was just he's just losing rounds. Once you get to like six, seven, eight, nine, those are just money rounds. Yeah, and I think he just missed out on them. And, and that also, was, that was yeah. obviously the difference. And also, like I saw the the punch count, and I mean Canelo threw far less jab, connected on far less jabs than Triple G did. But his power shots compared to Triple G's, he hit so yeah. many more. Oh, and yeah. I think that was a big thing too. Was he was throwing haymakers the whole fight, like, and he and he didn't back up into the into the ropes or anything, like. He was he was in Triple G and him were fighting the whole time. Yeah, it was war. Yeah, Addy, what do you think? Um, well, I had Canelo winning the fight. Um, I had him winning uh one fifteen one thirteen. Uh, I thought Canelo dominated the early rounds. I thought Triple G dominated the later rounds. But I think what set apart that the lack of body shots by Triple G. You go into a fight. Everyone knows you're a knockout puncher, but then to say it, that just works in the Canelo's advantage because number one, he's the best counter puncher, probably ever in my opinion, outside of yeah, Mayweather. I was about to say he he's a great uh, he's great at taking shots to the face, and I mean at the end of the day, Triple D Triple G hit him with a lot of hard shots, but he never no. hit Canelo. He never he never once hurt him, and. Honestly, Canelo really never hurt Triple G, but he tired him, and he tired him with those body shots. And if Triple G would have just connected on, let's say, 50 body shots throughout the whole fight, um, you know, I really think that Triple G could have uh, could have won that fight easily. I think he could have won that fight unanimously if he won, if he, you know, fought a better fight, if he was smarter instead of throwing hard. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, and also I saw this one video of. Canelo just dodging like seven punches in a row, and it was it was it reminded me of that one video of uh, 
Ali, Fab, Ali. Yeah. yeah. In the corner. Yeah, it reminded me of that. <laughs> Obviously, not comparing the two because no, nah, but it was it was a pretty funny video to watch because Triple G was just swinging and did not land a thing <laughs> on Canelo. I think you could compare Canelo and Ali. I think Ali is probably the most overrated figure in. I think that is extremely disrespectful. Wow. All right, so let's let's talk let's talk about Muhammad Ali for a second. The man has he lost to Joe Frazier. He got his behind whooped by Larry Holmes, and Larry Holmes ain't even all that. I mean, Muhammad Ali is really just like you know he reminds me of like Jim Brown. You know, no, what I, mean? I don't know what you mean. He's more of a cultural icon. He's more of a cultural icon than he was a great boxer. He talked a lot. And people like that because nobody did that at that time. And usually when he talked, he backed yeah. it up. You know what I'm saying? I think he was definitely the best boxer of his era. Do I think he's better than Floyd? No. Do I think he's better than Canelo? Oh, my God. I mean, I just – bro, Can- I mean, in my opinion, I just look at it like this. Canelo is 50, Floyd, and one. And I say Floyd instead of the loss because at the end of the day, ain't nobody beating Floyd. I'm, so, I'm just not going to say anything. We'll just save it for the GOAT episode. Okay. Oh, yeah. True, true, true. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, GOAT episode coming soon. We'll let you guys know when that's going to be released over social media. Follow us at Big 3 Sports Show. And our last topic of discussion for today is Thursday night matchup Cleveland and the Jets. Now, in this matchup, I'm on, I'm picking the Browns to win. They're at home. And I think this is the game that they finally get completely right and they win. The, and they win. The Jets did not look good last week. And I think their first, w- first week against the Lions was both a fluke on the Jets and the Lions part. The Lions played horrifically. But I also think the Jets played way above where they are. And, yeah, I'm taking the Browns at home on Thursday night. Yeah, I'm taking the Browns too. I, I like them. I like them on Thursday. Uh, I, like you said, I think this is the week that they finally get it, it all together and they finally pull out a dub that they've been waiting so long for. And the whole city of Cleveland is going to party. <laughs> yeah, they will like but, they won the Super Bowl. But if they don't win, I I got to see Baker next week four. I agree. I got to see it. And Hugh Jackson might have to go. Big thing. Yeah. I don't know if Hugh Jackson has to go. I'm not a Hugh Jackson fan at all. I'm a, I like Me Hugh either, ja- but I don't know if he has to go. I kind of like Hugh Jackson, but like if you're losing to the Jets, the mediocre Jets at home after you completely rebuilt your lineup yeah, on national television. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I think it might be Hugh Jackson's time if they lose to the Jets on Thursday. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Addy, anything else to add? Cool. Oh yeah, I got, I got I got the Browns winning as well. Um, I think it's going to be a terrible I agree. Uh, I think it's going to be um, so bad. And that's, and that's being nice. That's being nice. I think it's going to be an awful game. Um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. But I think the uh, the Browns will pull it off because uh, I think they have a great defense. And I think they have I think they have a little less as good of a defense as the Jets. I really like the Jets' defense. And I really like the Browns' defense. And I think the Browns' defense is a little bit worse. But I think I like the Browns' offense a lot more than the Jets' offense. Because they have a good old line, actually, and I was actually surprised. And Carlos Hyde's actually playing yeah, he's playing well. Yes. He's playing well. And I expect my boy Antonio Callaway <laughs> to put on a show on Thursday. Pick him up in fantasy, people. Pick him up. Pick up Antonio Callaway. He's available in over ninety percent of leagues. Pick if you don't, if you don't have Callaway, if nobody has Callaway on their team, something's wrong. I'll p- I'll pick him up before you, you Addy. I got my waiver priority more than you. Please, he's been on my team. <laughs> I, I picked up Callaway. I picked up Callaway team. like before anybody else, and then Addison traded me like Devontae Parker for him, one for one, or something like that. Devontae, Devontae Parker, some cheeks, man. <laughs> Always hurt, bro. This dude, Antonio Callaway, is on another level. I'm trying to tell you, he's on another level. He's just one of those Josh Gordon type crackheads. You gotta stay off the weed. You play a professional sport, stay off the weed. You make too much money to smoke weed. Okay, you you just make too much money to smoke weed to risk everything that you've been working for as a little kid. It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Unfortunately, 
I don't think us saying that's going to stop people from using weed. Oh, no, if, not at all. 100% if, not. If Stephen 100%. A can say it and people are still using weed, I don't think I don't think us saying it's going to going to be doing much else, but we can try. All right, guys, that's all for us at Big 3 Sports Show. We'll see you again on Friday. And for Corey, Addison, and myself, till next time, see you later. Thanks for listening. See you. Thanks, guys.